What's going on, everyone? Script writer Steve right here. February 16th, 2021. How is your President's Day? Are you enjoying President Biden? It's barbecue to movies, by the way. We've got a good show for you. All right, let me turn this down. What is going on, everyone? What is cooking? So I had a good President's Day. I actually worked. Yep, I had a wedding on President's Day. I had a nice couple who flew in to get get married here on the beach. He tied the knot and uh, paid me some pretty good money for that, too. Had a really nice drive down there on the North Shore from Kaneohe. Um, you know, if you ever get to Oahu, it's a really great drive. Right there on Cam Highway, you drive down there. You have the mountains to the left. You have the Pacific Ocean to the right. It's really great. Everyone out there um, in Hawaii was out there on the beach. Uh, it was really great. And they weren't wearing masks. For the most part, they weren't wearing masks, which is great. Um, you know, again, I'm not really an anti-mask guy, but it's really good to see people having fun, acting normal, you know, without this entire, you know. I, when, I, when I take a look at the mask, all I see is just government control. Yeah, and I know the whole narrative that... The mask may save lives. But to tell you the truth, I've looked at the science. The science is very much anecdotal. In fact, the science flies in the face of wearing masks. If you look at all of the, all of the data, including Hawaii, the minute they actually instituted masks, our numbers started going up. I don't, and, and you know what? We here in Hawaii, I think they did a survey, about 98 to 99% of all people actually wear masks, and our numbers were going up. And by the way, our numbers right now, they are just plunging. I mean, COVID numbers are just plunging, plunging, plunging right now. And it's like that all, all across the country. And guess why? More than likely, it's because of the vaccine. The vaccine is being very effective at creating herd immunity. On top of that, we've just had so many people who have gotten immune and it's just creating you know uh, i guess the, the virus is not spreading even though we have the different variants coming in there they keep saying oh this variant from south south africa or the or the southern part of africa actually and uh, they're saying this is way more contagious it may be even way more deadly uh, even 70 percent more deadly i'll get into that how it's mostly all rhetoric all right again i'm not a scientist right here but i know rhetoric when I hear it, because again, I'm a storyteller, and a lot of science has to do with storytelling. And a lot of these scientists, I, I swear, they just love to tell stories. So what did you do for like uh, President's Day? Other than for me, I was working. On Valentine's Day, guess what I was doing? I was chopping wood. I had to get my barbecue ready. I, I, I have all this nice kiawe wood in my yard. Uh, kiawe wood, by the way, is a form of mesquite wood, if you don't know. But it, it burns a lot better than mesquite. Mesquite flat out burns horrible. It tastes like gas when you burn it. Uh, mesquite, uh, a kiawe, not mesquite, kiawe is, is Hawaii's version of mesquite. And it's very sweet burning. It's very strong. It's very sweet. Uh, it doesn't taste like gas. Uh, it, it's really good. Uh, if you ever are in Hawaii, 
And, and, you know, if you ever get the chance to, to, to actually, you know, taste a brisket that's smoked with kiabe, you're in for a very, very good treat. Um, because we know that mesquite is a very, very strong wood, very strong flavor. It's very much like hickory. And, uh, but it's very, um, it, it's just a very nice tasting. Uh, you know, I've been all across the, the, the nation. I tasted post oak. I, paste, I tasted hickory. I, I like the way hickory tastes with pork. I like, I love post oak the way it tastes with brisket. And beef, I swear, I think I like Kiabi the best. I really do. Uh, but anyway, other than doing weddings, uh, you know, um, I thought it was a good day. Uh, you know, the, the sunshine was out. It rained a little on, on President's Day. But then here in Hawaii, the weather is very much, you know, bipolar. So on my way down there, it was raining cats and dogs. And then the sky opened up. We had blue skies. A perfect day for my wedding couple. Again, during my wedding, nobody wore masks. You know, my minister, myself, the couple, we're not mask wearers. You know, we want people to get married in, in Hawaii. We want them to be as normal as possible. And we know for a fact that these couples who are coming down, they're tested. So the odds of them transferring COVID to us is very, very small. And plus on top of that, I'm taking, again, my quercetin zinc, which, you know, does a really good job from what I've actually read of actually preventing COVID. And here's the funny thing, by the way, I am, you know, I'm going all over today. I saw a study that was released the other day of that zinc, they said, doesn't help. Uh, zinc and vitamin C, very high doses of zinc and vitamin C doesn't help. Uh, um, COVID at all, Re recovery of COVID or even, or even prevention of COVID. That's what they actually said, prevention of coronaviruses. It doesn't help at all. Well, I have to say, I call BS. Now, first of all, we know for a fact that Zyrtec, not Zyrtec, Zycam, I'm sorry, Zycam, not Zyrtec. Zycam is a medication there that you spray up your nose or you take these, these rapid melts and it's very high in zinc. And you, when you actually take it, it actually helps to prevent the common code. Best guess what? The common code is a coronavirus. <laughs> and it's been proven under the scientific method that actually these rapid melts and, and these, um, this, this Zycam does work, you know, you know, with the coronavirus. Now, maybe not SARS-CoV-2, all right? Now, but it does help with the coronavirus. And that's what the study actually said. It doesn't help with the coronavirus not SARS-CoV-2. So that's only one study. Secondly, regarding SARS-CoV-2, in order for zinc to work, it has to be taken with an, an ionophore. That ionophore should be either hydroxychloroquine or either should be quercetin. Now, hydroxychloroquine is the preferred ionophore because it is a lot stronger. Now, quercetin is pretty strong. It's a natural form, but it's not as strong as hydroxychloroquine. And I tell you what, I... I know people who have taken hydroxychloroquine who have been sick for about two weeks and their progression was actually getting worse. They took the hydroxychloroquine with, with zinc. They have to take it with zinc. You know, one is a gun, which is hydroxychloroquine, the ionophore, and zinc is the bullet. You notice they don't test both together. They only say hydroxychloroquine doesn't work or zinc doesn't work. Well, why don't you test it together? And by the way, everything I'm telling you now, all of this information, again, is not coming from just myself. It's coming from closed group uh, doctors, frontline doctors who are in a, a closed Facebook group, which I'm, I am part of. 
all right? And they feed me all this information. Quercetin, zinc, they're all, most of them are still on it and, and uh, they have not got infected. They do still wear the mask and everything like that. But again, here's the thing with these, this doctor group, they, even they say that the mask more than likely doesn't help that much. And, and here is what they say about it. Well, you know that when they study whether, whether or not uh, when they study SARS-CoV-2 in these labs, whether or not the vaccines work or, or more so these, these, uh, not the vaccines, but these, uh, what do they call them? The synthetic antibodies. When they study whether or not these synthetic antibodies actually can, can, uh, attach themselves to SARS-CoV-2, um, or, or anything, right? They're in these level four labs. And these level four labs, labs, it's like the, the Wuhan lab, laboratory where they're all dressed like spacesuits. Even in the level four laboratory, the SARS-CoV-2 virus was able to get out of the Wuhan uh, lab. And more than likely, it may have gotten even out of our labs, they're saying, because it's that contagious. It, it, you, you don't need much for it to actually to spread. It is that contagious. Now, is it that deadly? Actually not. You know, not at, not at all. Again, for people who are under 40, you have a 99.875% chance of, of living if you get it. So if you're under 40, you have 99.875 chance of, of getting it. You have a 0.125% chance of dying. Now, when they say, you know, uh, you have a, a SARS-CoV-2 has a close to a 3% mortality rate, they are averaging in the people who are 85 years and older. Now, people who are 85 years and older, they might have a much higher chance of dying. And these are the people who are vulnerable. And that's who they are vaccinating right now. And that's why we are seeing the death rates coming down. But here's the other thing, which I, I want to talk about really quick. I know I'm going off on a tangent here. The numbers right now in COVID, you look at this. On Google, even your own state, take a look at your own state. The numbers are coming down dramatically. They are exponentially decreasing faster than they ever went up. And if this, if we continue on this rate, by the end of March, SARS-CoV-2 may actually be gone. I'm not even kidding about that. Um, and of course, you know, Biden will say it's because of them. Uh, and, and it looks as though we're on this very steep downward projection. And it's happening this way worldwide. Now, it's even happening in places where the, the vaccine is not being distributed. Isn't that kind of strange? Now, why is it happening? You have to ask yourself this because, again, according to Fauci, you need 80 to 90% herd immunity. And in fact, a lot of scientists, they say you have 80 to 90% herd immunity. Now, I'm going to repeat what I've said over my previous podcast about COVID. If you listen to that, you just have to listen to it again. But a lot of people are just coming into my podcast just today or just like, you know, a few days ago. So they probably didn't listen to it. All right. But there have been scientific um, studies that basically they're, they're, that have proven the common code, which is a coronavirus, does provide some form of immunity to a lot of people. And there could be anywhere from a 20% to a 50%, um, I guess, immunity that is actually already built in, in at, into our population all over the world. So if you actually have had a common code, more than likely, you, you may be immune to the coronavirus, to SARS-CoV-2, because you had a coronavirus before. 
All right. And even then, that's why you have a lot of asymptomatic spread or some people may not have been, you know, they may, they may not have gotten a very, a very, uh, you know, uh, a very strong version of it. Again, it, you know, if you had the common code before, you already may have had that, you know, built in immunity. And the way they found this out is that you know, remember that diamond um, princess cruise ship? That actually they wouldn't let dock in Japan when, when, when SARS CoV 2, you know, first made its debut over, over in China and then in Japan. And well, anyway, once 20% of the population on that ship actually got infected, COVID 19 stopped spreading. It actually stopped spreading. And the scientists, and it, and that happened, by the way, on aircraft carriers, naval ships, all of these ships, which again, the ships really provided, uh, really, uh, I guess, a closed scientific, uh, I guess, uh, terrarium, which you know they could derive a lot of information from. Of course, they're not letting you know this, right? Um, so anyway, <laughs> once 20% of the population actually got infected, SARS-CoV-2 suddenly went down. Their, their infection rate just dropped all of a sudden. And again, that's only 20%. So that doesn't make any sense. Why is it 20%? Well, apparently you have 50% built-in immunity, right? So then all of a sudden you have, yeah, if you have a 50% point spread, again, we'll talk football, and you just have to have 20 points, now you're up at 70%. So you're pretty close to herd immunity if 20% actually gets, gets, you know, I guess it gets infected. You're not very far away from that 80 to 90%. Now, now what's happening here in America is we have, you know, again, close to 20% of Americans about 10 or something, or, or 10 or something like that. I think 10% of Americans were actually infected. It's probably more than that because we can't test everyone, right? So we say 10 between, between 10 to 20%. We'll just take the, the low, low amount, you know, 15%, right? I think that's a pretty, you know, number we can agree on. And yeah, 50% built in immunity. So that's 65%. Now with the vaccinations, we're getting close to 70%, even though only about I think about another 10% of the population has been actually vaccinated. So we're looking at around anywhere between 75%, 65 to 75% of the population has already, may have already been, you know, I guess, have, has some form of immunity. And that's why the numbers are coming down exponentially. Look at it. Google United States and COVID. Look at that chart they have there. It is coming down. It is crashing. It is crashing faster than it ever went up. All right? So great, great news. Now, now here, here's the other thing, okay? They say they have a new strain coming out from South Africa, um, Southern Africa, not South Africa. By the way, South Africa's numbers, they are looking great, and the vaccine is not even being distributed there. Okay, so in these... In these nations right around South Africa, they have a new strain of COVID over there, and they've been testing it. Now, the, now the, the scientists have said, well, you, this, you may actually, this virus may actually be 70% more deadly, 70% more deadly. What does that mean? Now, they don't tell us uh, which age bracket we're, we're talking about. Not at all. Is, is, is it 70% more deadly for the elderly? 70% more deadly for the children? You know, who is it 70% more deadly for? And what do those percentage means? 
Well, just to give you some perspective of it, of it, right? This is all rhetoric. It's all rhetoric. Why is it rhetoric? Well, right now, if you got COVID, say you're 40 and below and you got COVID, you have a 99.875% chance of living. That means you have a 0.125% chance of dying, okay? 0.125% chance of dying. You get that? You have a higher chance of dying in an airplane crash, okay? I'm just putting everything in perspective. Now, what is 70%? If you already have a 0.125% chance of dying, if this new strain of COVID is as deadly as they say they are, you have a 0.2125% chance of dying rather than 0.125. So not much more. So you still have a 99% chance of living. (laughs) It's like they have to go with the bigger number, 70% more deadly. They won't tell you, oh, well, it's it's from 0.125 to 0.2125. You know, they, they have to use rhetoric, the headline that, that grabs and sells newspapers. Oh, it's 70%. No, you know, not at all. <laughs> They're just toying with the numbers. Now, if this was a stock and you bought a penny stock, you say, oh, that's great. I made 70% more, right? It's because it's a penny stock, right? Oh, it went up 70%. It doesn't have to go up that much. Right, and that's why we when we play with play with uh, penny stocks, right? You you know it doesn't have to go up even a percent, even even a percent of a point, and you get like a seventy percent return. But it's not the same. See, for example, if you bought a stock that's ninety nine dollars and it only goes up point two one five percent, right? Okay, and that's what they're doing right here with it. They're playing with numbers, so it's all rhetoric. All right, guys. Um, you know, I got a great show for you today. I want to talk about the Democrats, how they're just coming after us right now. Um, you know, it is it, this this war. We are actually in a civil war right now, people. Um, that is not rhetoric. They are coming after us. They are coming after you. And again, they're going to twist my rhetoric and then classify me as a domestic terrorist because I'm saying this is war. But they've declared war on conservatives. All right, let's be very, very clear about that. I want to describe all of this. You know, again, I'll describe it to a T, but I'm not no conspiracy nut. I'll just let you know. They are coming after us. All right, so I got to do some commercial breaks, and then I'll be right back. What is going on, everyone? This is your favorite complainer-in-chief, scriptwriter Steve, with a shameless plug for Dream Weddings Hawaii, a company that I just happen to own. Now, we specialize in romantic, intimate beach weddings, but plan weddings of all sizes and shapes. Gala weddings, eloping, surprise vow renewal, no problemo. So, if you are looking to tie the knot here in Hawaii, you better get in touch with me. Now, Dream Weddings Hawaii delivers quality that is extremely affordable, but don't just take my word for it. Visit our website at dreamweddingshawaii.com and find out for yourself. That's dreamweddings with an S. That's weddings with an S, hawaii.com. So look at our awesome photos, check out our awesome, beautiful, touching ceremony videos, then take a look at our cheap prices, which I promise you won't faint at. Now, don't forget to read our five-star reviews. Now, by the way, we also take professional family photos. So visit our site at dreamweddingshawaii.com or just buzz me at 808-479-0685. That's 
479-0685. All right, everyone, I'm back. How's everyone doing? I got a great show coming up for you. Hope you stuck around, guys. Yeah, those Democrats, they're coming after us. Okay, let me turn this down. I'm going to turn this down here. All right. Now, a lot of what I'm going to tell you, you already know because you people are just really, really smart, you know. But I just want to get this off my chest. And, you know, here's the funny thing about it. You know, oh, well, before I start, I got a funny story for you today. I was driving in my car. And then, again, I'm not a mask guy. I, I really don't like it, like I told you before. And especially, I don't drive in my car with a mask on. I don't ride my bike with a mask on or anything. And I'm driving in my car, and then somebody is rolls down their window, and they're yelling at me, but I, I, I can't, you know, make out what, they're, what the hell they're saying because they have their mask on. So they're yelling at me, and then I see them touch their face, and I think that person was yelling at me to put on a mask while I was driving alone in my car with the windows up. <laughs> I was like, what a loser. These liberals, they are completely out of their mind. And <laughs> it was really funny, too, because I was helping one of my friends move in. And, uh, you know, we're, we, we just both, you know, I know we're supposed to go wear a mask into the, into the elevator. And we go into there without our mask, without even knowing and this guy with the mask says, looks at us, and he's double, I think he's triple masking it. And he looks at us and he says, Where's your mask? And we're like, What? <laughs> and he's like, And he's Oh, oh, we need our mask. And, we're, and he points us out of the elevator. I said, You know what? Okay, we'll go out of the elevator because this guy is just, he, I mean, he was like backing up into the corner, acting, acting as though we were going to murder him, like we, as though was, we were holding a knife to him. <laughs> These liberals are so triggered. They are so scared. They are, it's like, all right, I have a mask. You know, I'll put on my mask to, to, to make you happy. You know, but again, I don't wear a mask. I wear a bandana if I need to. And then as soon as I'm out of that store, I take that thing off. Um, okay. But anyway, let's get into the subject about how the Democrats are coming after us. Uh, you know, and they're, by the way, they're going after Trump too. Uh, but right now, the way I see it, you know, the big, through big tech, they're using big tech and they are taking away our First Amendment rights, our, our freedom of speech. And, our, and what does the First Amendment do? Now, now, a lot of people think the First Amendment protects our freedom of speech, right? But more importantly, we have to remember it protects offensive speech. It doesn't protect peaceful speech or speech that we love, poetry, beautiful poetry or beautiful music. It specifically protects speech that we find offensive. And the, the founding fathers put this in here because what is offensive? Offensive is extremely subjective, right? Extremely subjective. And these days, if I call you by the wrong pronoun, if I call you by a, you know, if I call you, hey, sir, and you're like a baby, you know, or you're like a two-spirit animal where you're like, oh, I don't have a sex. I, do, I, I actually identify as like a, a spirit that is both sexes and an Indian spirit because I'm a two-spirit, gender fluid, you know, whatever like that, right? And they get offended at that and they, they want to sue you for that. 
In fact, they want to try cancel your job if you offend them in the wrong way. And then on top of that, now, 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 how are they doing that, right? You know, they took away Parler. They censored the, the, you know, the big tech. The Democrats are using big tech to censor conservatives because all of a sudden, conservatism is an existential threat. That's what it is. We are, we are the existential threat. Next to global warming, we are the next existential threat. We, we may actually, you know, they are, they are so scared of us. We may actually storm the Capitol and bring our cell phones with us. You know, the gun-loving people may go into the Capitol and actually bring cell phones. They're like, oh my God, don't take my picture. And they'll run away. Because the worst thing for a, a liberal is for you to record them lying, which they do all the time. I'm just telling you that. You know, I saw those people in the Capitol go up there. All these gun-loving patriots left their guns at home. I'm watching all of these uh, the <laughs> MSNBC say, "Oh, we, you know, the FBI is looking at all these like 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 uh, like like I guess people that they're investigating." And the people who they're investigating, they said, you know, back at home, they had all these guns. They have, they, they made all of these weapons. They bought bullets and everything. They're stockpiling all these weapons. They forgot to say one thing. They left it all at home. They didn't bring it to the quote unquote, you know, insurrection. And by the way, that is not an insurrection. If they want an insurrection, then we'll give them an insurrection, right? We'll go there with guns. We'll go there with tanks. We'll go there with a lot of military things, right? But again, we're not like that. We want to work with the system. But again, the Democrats, they always cheat the system. And they're telling us, oh, this election is like so, this election was completely not fraudulent. Not fraudulent, right? They're saying it's not fraudulent because this is the most, this this uh, you know election was the most I guess, had the most integrity out of all of the elections ever ever had in the whole United States. The first time Democrats ever exercised any form of integrity, and we're supposed to believe that? You know, do you actually believe that the Democrats have integrity, that they are an honest party? This is a party that can't even be honest with their own sex. They can't be honest. You put a male, an actual male with a penis in front of them and you ask them, what is that? And they're like, I don't know what that is. Is that a male or female? Like, I don't know. I really don't know. It's a, it's a damn penis. I don't know what it is. You, you stop pressuring me into that. <laughs> That's how dumb they are. You know, they have no integrity. They have no idea what's right or what's wrong. They, they, can't, even, they can't even identify evidence when you have all of these people, first-hand evidence, first-hand witnesses saying, hey, wait, you have a driver, driver who's actually saying, you know what, I think I may have dropped off ballots and I may have marched them across the state line, which is, which, which is very illegal. That's not a witness? That's not evidence? That's not evidence at all? You have one person in Texas who was arrested, who they have video of that, her actually showing people how to switch votes, mail-in ballot votes, and she said, I'm... I'm actually responsible for flipping 7,000 votes for a Republican. For a Republican, by the way, who's a gay Republican who had to flip votes so he could get elected. Now, I don't care, Republican or Democrat. Hey, you know what? If you're flipping votes or you're cheating, you don't deserve to win, right? You know, but again, no election fraud? None? Are you kidding me? You know? 
<laughs> dead people voting, people too young voting, all this, all these things. There's, there's actually evidence, yet the courts say, oh, no, the media will lie. The media will always lie. And, and they'll, they'll say, oh, there's no evidence. And that the courts dismissed it because the evidence was all fraud. No, that's not what happened. The evidence was never cross-examined in court. And that's what happens in court. You know, judges, they don't cross-examine evidence. They don't cross-examine at all. They just want to know, do you have enough evidence? Do you have a strong case? That's it. It is up for due process to happen. The wheels of justice have to turn to figure out if that witness, if that piece of evidence is actually legit. You can have literally DNA evidence and it could be wrong. You could have everything, every single form of evidence out there. You could even have, you know, signature handwriting evidence. You could have, you could have all these different types of things, right? You could have checks, melon fraud checks, all these different types of things. And that would be enough to take it to court. Here in America, you can sue McDonald's if your coffee is too hot. That's happened before. A lot of my audience here is maybe too young to realize that, but that is, that has actually happened before. You can sue for anything in America, but apparently you can't sue for election integrity. Does that make any sense? Let that sink into you. If you are a liberal, let that sink into your mind. Let this sink into your mind. The, the president was impeached on so little evidence, so little evidence that the Democrats did not, the, the Democrats, first of all, there was so little evidence, they had to make things up. They actually made manufactured evidence, manufactured tweets. They actually took rhetoric and bent it. Eric Swalwell, he said in one tweet, this one lady wanted to bring the Calvary. He twisted that. When she said Calvary in context, Calvary meaning chapel, not Calvary meaning soldiers. He took it out of context. That's a bunch of BS. You know, what is that? And then they also manufactured tweets. They photoshopped tweets. What in the world? And then, and then the, the news anchor, I saw this YouTube video, the news anchor on MSNBC, she, she asked this question to the, the, the Donald Trump lawyer said, well, they only did it a little. It doesn't matter if they, but they only did it a little and they did a little bit of this and did a little bit of that. A little, if you, if you fool with any evidence, any, a little, a little is too much. That's it. It's fraud. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe these Democrats. Anyway, I'm getting, I, I'm getting worked up here. It's moving on. So anyway, they want to take away your First Amendment. They want to do everything. We know about that, right? But by the way, Parler is back. Parler is back. If you want to add me, I'm a at scriptwritersteve. Okay, so add me on there. Um, now, I just learned today that Joe Biden... They're trying to take away our Second Amendment rights. They're, they're trying to take away our guns. Now, personally, I don't own any guns, but I do like to shoot them. My friends shoot, and, I, and sometimes I go to the range with them. My uncle taught me how to shoot. I really like shooting. I'm not a very good shot, but I like shooting them. And it's so expensive to shoot things, too, because Obama started making bullets really expensive, and it's just, it was just really hard to get bullets. I mean, bullets are almost like... Bullets are almost like a, like a good investment investment to have because I swear it's hard to get bullets and the price of bullets keep going up and up and up where people are starting to make their own bullets because it's cheaper. Anyway, Joe Biden wants to ban assault rifles. There's no such thing 
as an assault rifle. There's, there's no, you can't go to a gun store and say, well, get, I want, I'd like to buy an assault rifle. Give me the best assault rifle, rifle you have. Well, this is pretty good because you know what? If Joe Biden says he's banning assault rifles, well, he's not banning any rifle. <laughs> like, they're that dumb. They're that dumb. There is no such classification as an assault rifle. But I know what they're talking about. They are talking about the AR-15, which so many liberals say, oh, do you know what the AR stands for? It stands for assault rifle. No, it doesn't. (laughs) That's how dumb they are. That's how dumb they are. But they ignore the fact that most of the gun violence is is not from rifles. It's from handguns. And they're illegal handguns in the hands of black gang members. Yes, a lot of black gang members are shooting each other. And a lot of the the people who are dying from gun violence are blacks. And those are from illegal guns, illegal handguns. We know how bad black, I guess the black gangs are, or even the Mexican gangs are. We know how bad it actually is. You know, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, they made a living glorifying this, this lifestyle. You know, and if we make gun, if we make guns illegal, we're just taking away guns from law-abiding citizens. It's such common sense. You don't need to be a, you know, a genius to recognize this. You really, really don't. You really, really don't. Okay, so let's move this. Move this on. They're taking away your jobs. Now, this has always been the left. They always been like this. Now it's called cancel culture, right? But, you know, I, I talked about this in my earlier podcast. This is, this is a, a way, uh, I guess, um, a way certain personality types actually deal with stress. They actually destroy what they fear the most or what they are paranoid of. So if they think that you are, you know, first of all, the fear is that you, they think you're spreading this hate, this thing, and you're going to like uh, incite a riot or something. So they have to get rid of you. You know, or they, you offended them by somehow they have to get rid of you. A lot, and it's, it's called counterphobia. So you, they're counter, which means destroy or attack. And phobia means to be, have something, they're unreal, unrealistic fear. Uh, you have unrealistic fear, right? So you attack what you have unrealistic fear of. Destroy what you're, what you are paranoid of. And that's what cancel culture is. So they're scared of Gina Carano. They're really scared of them, right? And they want to cancel her. And Gina Carano, if you don't know, you know, she was she had a small part in, in The Mandalorian. Um, I really didn't know who she was. My friend pointed out and said, hey, that's Gina Carano. She was a, you know, I think a W, I think a WWE star, I think an MMA star or something like that. You know, I don't watch both at all, so I really didn't know. Uh, but I liked her in The Mandalorian. And but I liked her politics even more. And, uh, you know, I really, I really liked that she stood up for what she believed in and she wasn't scared. And a lot of people on the show, they didn't mind her, you know, her being vocal about her politics, um, including, um, Dave Filoni and, and John Favreau. And, and I think maybe even, even the, the, the guy, the guy, what was his name? Uh, Pascal, the guy who, uh, run, uh, is like, who plays the Mandalorian. I don't think he might mind it as well, minded as well, even though he was, um, I think he's kind of liberal. But again, <laughs> a lot of people, you know, ended up dumping their Disney Plus subscription because Gina Carano got fired. And Disney is in a really, really big panic right now. 
I'm still thinking I may actually dump my Disney Plus uh, um, subscription. I have to figure out how because I have Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN. And uh, I like my Hulu. Um, I like I like Disney Plus, you know, uh, and I like the 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 one division. So I'm not sure if I'm going to dump those, you know. I'm not sure, but we'll see. I, I I'm really if if Disney really rubs me the wrong way even more, I I, I may actually dump it. So Chris Harrison, the the <laughs> the the host of The Bachelor, he is I guess semi canceled uh, because he I guess. He, he didn't, he wasn't offended enough. I think one of the, the girls on the new Bachelor, uh, one of the contestants, the front runner, uh, I guess a long time ago, she, she attended a party that had a theme that was an old plantation southern theme. And apparently that was racist, uh, which it's not, of course. Uh, she liked a few posts that are, that are quote unquote QAnon, which again, there's no such thing as, by the way, as QAnon. There's Q and then there's Anon, right? There's two different personalities out there. They may be the same person, but they're coming from two different areas. Even the media gets, they, the media calls it Q Anon, but it's Q and also Anon, all right? And by the way, what they, they don't preach any racism. I've seen what they preached, all right? And I don't, I'm not even sure if it's a total conspiracy theory. And where, wherever, I, I say, wherever there's smoke, there's some fire. Because they're, they are preaching that there's pedophiles and celebrities are involved with pedophilia and all those. And all of a sudden we have, you know, we have Jeffrey Epstein. We have this other cult. I forgot it's NXIM or something like that. Um, but there's some celebrities, celebrities involved with that recruiting young girls to be sex slaves in here and Jeffrey Epstein having, you know, very powerful politicians and, and celebrities go to his little Lolita Island or something like that. That seems kind of weird. We have no idea how Jeffrey Epstein actually makes his money. There's something there that, that I guess that we have to know. And I guess this whole QAnon thing, um, they're saying that there's some pedophile ring. And I, I think we have to explore that a little more before we kind of dismiss it completely. And that's not being a conspiracy theorist. I think there has to be something there. Now, Chris Harrison, again, he didn't, he didn't, um, you know, he didn't like uh, dismiss this and all that, right? And then on top of this, this other, this contestant, she also liked an image of the Confederate flag. Like, I think it was either Facebook or Instagram. There's an image and she click on the like or the heart button. Okay, fine. You like a flag. That doesn't mean you're racist. Maybe it just means you like the South. You know, the flag does not represent racism. It represents racism to some people because they interpret it that way. But a lot of people don't interpret it that way. So you have to view things in context. You know, the KKK also used the American flag. Now, is that racist? You know, a lot of blacks, not a lot, there's some blacks who think the national anthem is racist. That's why they take a knee. Right? They'll say, oh, not my country, not, not my, what do you call, uh, country. So they take a knee. So we get offended. But they get offended. I see their point of view. They don't see our point of view. So we have to see their point of view, right? We have to always kowtow and say, oh, you believe the, the Confederate flag is racist. Therefore, the Dukes of Hazard, the General Lee, that car is racist? Of course not. The Dukes of Hazard wasn't racist at all. 
But they had to take the Confederate flag off of there because it's offensive. Because apparently what is offensive is racist. So Chris Harrison was interviewed by the black, black, uh, black bachelorette. And she was offended. And Chris Harrison said, well, I don't think it's that bad. You know, I mean, I'm just paraphrasing. And then he, apparently because he didn't think it was that bad, he got suspended. Now, the funny thing about it is that the girl who's being accused of being racist, she apologized and she's still on the show, right? And how can you call her racist when she is falling in love with the bachelor who is black? This is cancel culture for you right now. It doesn't make any sense. What are they really canceling? They're not canceling racism. They're canceling conversation. That's really what they're scared of. They're not scared of racism. They're scared of you actually having a conversation and maybe talking your way and reasoning your way of saying, hey, maybe that's not racist. Maybe there's no prejudice here. Hey, maybe this person is not hateful. But apparently, if you say that, if you have, if, you know, that's offensive to them and they want to take that away again, that's a First Amendment right right there, right? And right now, Chris Harrison, just because he offends, he gets let go. Well, he's not let go yet, but he's on extended leave, which I think he may be let go. <laughs> you know, Bachelor Nation, they, that, that's what they call their fans. I think they were like, you know, up in arms about it. But this is just stupid. This is just stupid. You know, if he gets to let go, he should start his own, you know, bachelor or whatever like that. Because, you know, I watch the show. I like it. It's fun. You know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things. Let him have his opinion. Now, you know, okay, okay, next thing. I'm getting way off on a tangent here. I'm getting way too mad. The Democrats, they're coming after us. They took away our First Amendment rights, our Second, our Second Amendment rights. They're taking away our jobs, right? Gina Carano, the Chris Harrison cancel culture. And again, they're not even just using cancel culture to take away jobs. If you're working in the oil industry, your job is gone because your, your job is an existential threat. You know? But again, they're so stupid. Again, the Democrats are all activists. They don't do a lot of thinking. You know, they really don't think. They just react, which is, again, if you react, you're probably not at your best. You're really not at your best. Um, when we say you're not at your best, you're not, you're not at your best thinking. You know, the, the, you know, the main thing, if you want to have a healthy mind, you always want to slow down your emotions, slow down, slow down your brain, slow down your mouth, and think before you talk. Think, don't react. You know, live in the present. But anyway... This is what the Democrats are doing. They're just living in the present. And they're, and they're saying, wow, we have to cancel that XL pipeline. That oil that's in, the, in Canada is not going to stop pumping. The oil will still be there. You didn't stop anything. Now the oil will be trucked down to the Gulf, which, which those trucks will pollute, will have more CO2 in the air if CO2 is actually a pollutant. And there's another thing we can also, also talk about too, but I won't right now. So all those energy jobs, and by the way, one XL welder, the union job, excuse me, that they get paid $250,000 a year. That's starting. $250,000 a year because they are, <laughs> their job is so specific. 
It is so specialized. There's not many welders who can actually weld these pipelines, right? And what happens to the communities or the jobs that pop around, uh, pop up around these these welders? You know, two hundred fifty thousand a year. Those are really good paying jobs. You know, those people they may come to me to hire my company to get you know to to get married or something like that. They may hire, they may buy bar- barbecue from me one day. Who knows? There's a lot of trickle down wealth that comes with a person who makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. And we're, what are they going to do? Oh, they're supposed to get green jobs. They spent their life getting a degree, learning how to weld. And now they got to go back to the board, right? And get green jobs, learn how to install solar panels. Really? You know, makes no sense whatsoever. Here's one thing which I've kind of figured out, though. You know, there's a portion of the Democrat Party. They are aspiring socialists. Now, other than, other than Bernie Sanders... You know, a lot of them don't admit it, but a lot of them are too stupid to realize it. You know, and I think a lot of them, they want to prove that their overpaid degree is worth the mortgage. You know, (laughs) their degree, a lot of them are equivalent as mortgages. You know, (laughs) they have that student debt out there and they think because they went to college, they're a lot smarter than than the average day American who didn't go to college and has more skill than them. You know, for most part, college graduates, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of them right now. I know a lot of them. A lot of them are, are, my, are my friends. But the truth is, college doesn't teach you a lot. It teaches you, it doesn't teach you a lot of skill. There's a lot of theory, theory about business and, and a lot of, you know, how things could be better. And, you know, business degrees tell you, like, how you may run a business. But until you get a skill and you actually run a business or actually try to make a buck and try to, do, you know, make a living... You don't really know. You know, college, for the most part, it doesn't teach a lot of skills. You know, they do teach skills, but the majority of the degrees are just all philosophical. All right. So other than, other than you know, the Democrats coming for us now, right? And this is just bad right here. This is what they plan to do. You know, take away our jobs, take away our second, take away our second Amendment and our First Amendment. And by the way, they're also probably going to go after um, the way we vote as well by mail-in balloting. Did you hear about that, by the way? They actually want to <laughs> redo, reboot this whole mail-in balloting things, they, they, or, or the way we vote. First of all, they want to make it that when a person turns 18 years old, they're automatically registered to vote. It doesn't mean they're going get, to get a ballot. It doesn't mean they're going to, you know, they're, they're registered to vote, vote in a certain precinct. Their name is automatically registered to vote. Now, on top of that, they want to make voter ID gone. No voter ID. So you don't need your driver's license or nothing to actually vote. And on top of that, no signature verification. You just need a name. You just need a phone. So you can just open up a phone book. Say, oh, I know a person with first and last name. I can get. I can go ahead, go ahead and get their mail-in ballots. And get this. They want to put mail-in ballots as a primary way to actually uh, vote. Primary way to vote. That and, oh, computers. Computers, Dominion. You know, Smartmatic. Isn't that great? So mail-in ballots and Smartmatic voting. And again, no voter ID, no signature verification. And like kids, as soon as they turn 18, their name is already automatically put into the voter registration pile. That way someone can harvest their votes automatically. And a lot of these kids, you see, I don't don't care. I want to vote. I'm going to go party, right? 
you know, that's what most of them do. Most college kids, they don't care about voting. I'm going to go to college. I'm not going to vote, but their name's already registered to vote. And who knows what happens to their vote? Who really, really knows? Anyway, they want to do that. Screw up America. And they want to take it by power. There will be, a, if this continues on this, um, this pace, there will be a civil war. And they're coming for us. This right here is not the America we know. Right? This is not America. And they say they're for the Constitution? No. How can they say that? You know, Joe Biden said democracy died because they couldn't impeach Trump. And then he does this. Democ- he said today democracy died. No, he said it was yesterday. He said democracy died when they um, couldn't impeach Trump. And the next thing he says, oh, I'm going to take away your guns. Oh, by the way, I'm going to, you know, none of them are there to protect your first, your freedom of speech. So what are, by the way, the Democrats are not only going after us, they're going after Trump, like how they went after Michael Flynn. You know, they couldn't, they couldn't convict him of impeachment. He won that. Now they want to bankrupt him. They're going after his companies. And they also want to, they were trying to, you know, make a, make a, make a, um, I guess, uh, uh, a criminal investigation in regular court to try to throw him in prison? I mean, where will it stop? All they want to do is try to stop him from running from tw- in, in 2024. They fear him that much. Why do they fear him? Was he that bad of a president? Now, of course, he had strong rhetoric, but that's just the way, you know, some people, a lot of alpha males, you know, Donald Trump is definitely an alpha male. He has strong rhetoric. In fact, he talks the way a lot of a lot of the, like the way a lot of men talk. A lot of people talk the way Donald Trump does. It's very harsh. It's very it's very in your face. He's not that much of a harsh talker, to be honest with you. He's just you know politically incorrect, and he tells you what's on his mind. Now, what do you want? You want a president, or you you want a politician who whispers sweet nothings in your ear, which we have had. The Republicans, George Bush lied, Obama lied, Bill Clinton lied, George Bush Sr. They lied, even Reagan lied. You know, I can go down the line and we, we can all have all of these politicians all across the board, even Ted Cruz and all these other guys, they all lied. The only one who's probably the one who doesn't lie that much is Rand Paul or, or um, they don't lie. For some reason, I mean, he 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 tells it the way it is, even if you hate him, all right. But Ted Cruz lied, you know, you know, Mitch McConnell, they all lie. But Democrat, but President Trump, no, he told you what he was going to be up to, what he's going to do, and he accomplished for the first time everything that conservatives had campaigned on ever since I was born. Everything he got done in the first term. Everything. He accomplished more in the first term than all of the Republican presidents did in the past. You know, and they're saying he's not a good president. You know, maybe not for them, but for us, for the conservative movement, finally we had conservatism, true conservatism, and we saw it work. It actually worked. Jobs were everywhere. We were safe. We didn't get into wars. Oh, by the way, for a guy who killed, they keep saying Donald Trump, death, blood is on his hands. They keep saying that, right? <laughs> Where's ISIS? Gone. Gone. <laughs> Under his leadership, 
ISIS disappeared, right? Under Obama, well, ISIS was the JV team who just managed to kill a lot of people. Anyway, this is it right now, though, people. The Democrats, they're going to come for us. They are. They may even come after my small podcast. I heard that under the Green New Deal, and I saw this, I read this, that they're actually coming for some barbecue restaurants because barbecue restaurants, you know, they burn wood. That that contributes to CO2. You know, will it be make it harder for us to commercially to commercially barbecue out there? Right? I mean, I didn't start my 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 business yet. <laughs> I am like, you know, I am a, a few heartbeats away from buying a 500 gallon propane smoker. Um, but <laughs> I am holding my breath right now. I am really holding my breath. I mean, what if they say, hey, you, you can't buy wood for your backyard smoker. What in the world are we, are we going to do? And then you have people who are going to, neighbors who are going to narc on you for like, a, you know, barbecuing in your backyard with wood. Just, oh, look at that guy's barbecue. Like how they, they, they narc on you for not wearing a mask. By the way, I got some, I got some quote unquote friends in Hawaii who are mask narkers. You know, these idiots literally will go to their neighbor's house and see if they're wearing masks and then call the hotline and say they're not wearing masks, they're not social distancing, they have people who are over their house who are not family. <laughs> that person, I don't like them as a friend anymore, by the way. I don't like narcs like that, especially when it comes to crap like this. All right, guys, I am out of here. I hope this show is good for you. I'm a little heated right now. I think you can tell. But, uh, you know, right now, I think we all have to stick together. We got to be strong. We have to really, really be strong. Here's the thing. Before I go, we know for a fact, I know for a fact, that we won this election. We are the majority. You know, they keep thinking that they're the majority, but they know that they're not. And that's why I think they may, there may be actually some fear that, <laughs> that there may be an insurrection. I think there actually may be some fear out there because you know what? They're not acting as though they have the majority. Look at the way DC is with the wall, you're right, and all the National Guard. By the way, which I think they want there to fall. <laughs> Are they that scared? You know, you know, if they were in the majority, why would they put that up? Now, there's a couple of reasons why, all right? Number one, it could be all a facade. It, it could be all to, val- to create the context of their false storyline that there is an insurrection that's going to happen, right? Because to me, I don't think an insurrection, we're not that type of people. We are not that, you know, the, the Trump supporters are not violent people, not at all. When I ever see Trump supporters out there, we're very, we're very, very calm. We have Trump, you know, I never experienced patriotism like I did before, other since 9-11. 9-11, there was just patriotism. Everyone's wearing, wearing like, you know, flags everywhere, waving there, singing God Bless America. That's the last time, I, 9-11 was the last time I experienced that type of patriotism. And then you go to a MAGA rally, same thing. Prayer, patriotism, blah, 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 right? But you go to a, a liberal rally, you don't have any of that. Now, what, what is waiting for MAGA supporters every time when they exit a place? Vile, vitriol, hate. You know, they go to the Republican National Committee, they come out, 
You have Black Lives Matter and Antifa looking to attack them. And then they attack them and then they call them, they call the MAGA guys violent. They're not violent. You know, <laughs> they're, they're so not violent that Jesse Smollett had to make something up. That we had to, they're so violent that Alexandria Cortez Smollett had to make something up. You know, they're so violent, they had to make something up <laughs> during Trump's impeachment. They had to make up tweets. You know, they had to misinterpret the word Calvary. You know, that's how dangerous things are. <laughs> they're so dangerous. The MAGA guys are so dangerous, they left their guns at home during a quote-unquote insurrection. All right. All right, people. I could keep going on and on about this, but I will leave it here. Let's all stay positive. Let's all stick together. And until next time, keep seeing.